Today, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming free masterclass to heal anxiety. Now, this is especially for those of you who have tried many other programs or interventions and you feel like there's just something missing, like these treatments or therapies just keep missing the mark. Or for those of you who've been told that you just need to manage your anxiety and you know that this is utter BS because no one wants to just manage with disruptive anxiety forever. So this masterclass is sharing inside secrets of what it means to truly heal anxiety by understanding the three parts of anxiety and how these are causing problems. The link is in the show notes to register for free. See you there. Welcome back to the Ease Anxiety Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to look at the role of positivity and the potential that has to reduce our anxiety. Now, before you roll your eyes and say, not yet another person is telling me to think better thoughts, stay with me because I've got a few golden nuggets to share around the idea of positive thinking or positive reframing and how you can use this to help you with your anxiety. Have you ever wondered why anxiety just won't budge? Like, what is it doing here anyway? Welcome to the Ease Anxiety Podcast. I'm Deanta Fuchs, a psychologist turned international anxiety coach, and I'm on a mission to share a new perspective on anxiety that puts you firmly back in control of your life so that anxiety no longer interrupts you. So grab your cuppa, get comfy, and listen in as we demystify, destigmatize, and deconstruct what you think you know about anxiety so that you can finally do what you have struggled with for so long. Ease anxiety for good. Now, I will say that I also cringe just a little bit when people tell me to just think positively when I'm feeling a bit down or to just stop worrying when I'm feeling a bit anxious. Or the worst is when they say, just don't be so negative. I mean, does that really help us in this moment? Often, if you're anything like me, you're going to land up feeling more frustrated, annoyed, and potentially worse about yourself when somebody says that this is what you should do. So simply thinking positive thoughts, well, if it was that simple, we all would have done it by now, right? Except that there really is something to be said about positive thinking. I mean, in the realm of psychology, we know that people can go into what we call a negative sentiment override. In other words, they're so used to seeing the things that are not working in their lives or the things that are not feeling good that they almost automatically start seeing more of the things that are not working and the things that, that make them unhappy. So we do need to get some way of adjusting our thought processes so that we're not always only looking at the negative or the things that are going wrong. The tricky thing that happens when you're struggling with anxiety is that the more anxious you feel, the more your brain wants to look for things that are a threat to your survival. If you're in a state of sympathetic activation, which is really your fight or flight mode, then the way in which you perceive your environment is naturally geared towards looking for threat which means that we're more likely to misinterpret events that are happening around us as being threatening or negative. But as you know, the more things you see around you that feel and seem negative, in other words, the more things that you interpret to be negative or anxiety-provoking, the more things you're going to experience as being negative or anxiety-provoking. And so before long, we find ourselves in a bit of a vicious cycle of the more we see, the more we feel, and the more we feel, the more we see of the same thing. So 
How do we stop this vicious cycle and get ourselves into a space where maybe we begin to see more positive things and therefore feel more positive feelings? You see, the cognitive behavior therapists can't be totally wrong about their idea that the things that we think are the things that we feel. In other words, the way that you perceive your environment or think about it or evaluate it is then the way that you emotionally respond to it. So for example, if you wake up in the morning and the very first thought you have is, oh no, not another day, then of course the feeling that naturally ensues with that is a feeling of demotivation, defeat, not wanting to do things, right? On the other hand, if you wake up and the very first thought you have is, oh my gosh, I can't wait for today, then a completely different feeling comes from that thought. So there is no doubt that our thoughts 100% affect the way that we feel. And many of the times we don't have much control over the feeling that comes with the thought, but we can control our thoughts despite what we may think. But as we've just said, when we're stuck in this sort of looping cycle of anxiety, then our minds tend to see more negative things because we're automatically searching for more negative things, which are then resulting in a negative feeling state, which then means that we're going to have more negative thoughts. Vicious cycle, right? Okay, so at risk of me laboring this point, let's get on with this. The fact of the matter is, it would benefit us to have more positive thoughts. But here's the thing that happens. People are almost encouraged to have toxic positivity. So what does this mean? Toxic positivity is kind of faking it till you make it. Like put a smile on your face and pretend like everything's okay. Force some positive thoughts that are the opposite of what you're originally thinking and then hope for the best, right? Why does this not work? And also, why is it termed toxic? Well, largely, it's toxic because you are faking it, and in a very big way, you're really not validating the underlying feeling that you're basically lying about when you place this fake positivity on top of the negative feeling that you have underneath. And the second reason why it doesn't work is because you simply don't believe the positive thought that you're now having, yet you do believe the negative thoughts that you might be having or the anxiety-provoking thoughts. So just placing a thought on top of one and substituting it or hoping that it's somehow going to miraculously make you feel different when you don't believe it is never going to work. And I guess that's why it is just so frustrating when people say, stop being so negative. Well, sure, if I just put a happy thought on top of this, then everything will go away. No, it doesn't work like that. You know that as well as I do. So what can we do? We now agree that having some positive thoughts really would benefit our mental health, but we also know that just simply substituting a negative thought with the opposite positive one doesn't work at all. So how do we do this? Well, the big thing that we need to remember is that when you are in a particular feeling state, your thoughts are naturally going to gravitate towards that feeling state. So if you're feeling sad, then your thoughts tend to be along the lines of all the things that make you sad. And the more thoughts that you have about the things that make you sad, the more sadness you're going to generate. And the same can be said for a feeling state of anger. 
I mean, how many of you have felt angry with your partner or your friends? And then in this sort of self-righteous space, you continue to think of all the things that you should feel angry about and why you're so right in your anger. It generates more angry feelings, right? Which then generates more angry thoughts. So we've got to be aware of the fact that our feeling state closely matches our thought state and vice versa. Now, it is almost impossible to take a feeling state and then put a new belief in that that is completely different from the feeling state that we're in. Which is why if we're in a space where we're believing and thinking, I'm going to be stuck like this forever, my life is never going to get better, this is a space that generates huge anxiety for the vast majority of my clients. And the feeling state that comes with that is also intense anxiety because, of course, they're afraid they're going to be stuck like this forever. Now, in this space, it's going to be impossible to believe, oh, sure, in five months from now, my life is going to be rosy and everything will go back to being normal. Because in this feeling state, that belief is 100% unbelievable. And your subconscious mind then gets to argue with that belief and take you straight back to the original belief that says, nothing's going to change. I'm going to be like this forever. So what I want you to think about doing is to take one tiny little step towards a better feeling state. When we're in the space where things feel really heavy and really negative, is there just some little thing that we can focus on in this moment that is believable and that is true for us, but is just marginally better than where we are right now? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a rosy outcome or something that we're super looking forward to. It can just be one little thing that in this moment makes us feel slightly better. And it doesn't even have to be connected to the original belief. Now, this is a great thing to practice first thing in the morning. For those of you who struggle with morning anxiety, this is a really good trick to use. So for example, if you're waking up in the morning and the first thought is, oh, I'm anxious, I cannot do this day, immediately it puts us into the feeling state of anxiety and defeat. And you know what's going to happen with that, right? If we let our thoughts go without our control, they're going to generate more anxiety-provoking thoughts along the same lines. So instead of going down that path of thoughts, I want you to just consider what is something that's happening in this moment right now that doesn't feel so bad. Maybe you've just woken up in that perfect position where you're just super comfortable and the covers are around you and it's cozy and it's warm and that feels good. So we can just focus on that just for one minute and allow ourselves to really immerse ourselves in the feeling that is slightly better being cozy in bed than the one we were having before when we were worried about our day ahead. Now, if you allow yourself to just shift into that slightly better feeling state, then from this new position, it is then possible to consider something else that also feels good. Maybe from this I'm so cozy position and thought and feeling state, we can now consider I actually had a really good night's rest last night. This is good. I feel rested. Now we can step into this new space and this new feeling state that will then allow us to generate even better feeling thoughts, right? 
But you can see what I'm doing here. I'm not jumping from my original thought that says, I'm so anxious, I can't do this day, to this is a glorious day, I'm so looking forward to it, which we both know neither one of us would believe. I'm inching my way forward in better feeling thoughts to create better feeling states because those better feeling states then make better feeling thoughts possible. And I'm inching forward with thoughts that are actually believable so that they can shift my feeling state from this negative, I can't do the day, to hang on, I'm really comfortable right now. Wow, I slept well last night. I'm quite well rested. Hmm, I'm looking forward to having some breakfast. What am I going to have for breakfast this morning? Oh, what else is happening in my day that I can look forward to? Oh, I've got that phone call with an old friend scheduled. I'm giving some random examples here, but you can see what I'm doing, right? With each better feeling state, we're allowing ourselves to consider another thought that feels slightly more positive. But it's really important that the positive feeling thoughts that we have are believable to ourselves. Now, we can take this a lot deeper. A lot of the time I work with clients who really have core beliefs about self as really not being good enough. In fact, they may even believe about themselves that they're bad or that they're a burden, that no one wants them around. And when we come at our lives from that particular feeling state and those thoughts, it can be really difficult to put ourselves out there and try and do anything that is going to be in our best interest. Because the overriding thought is going to be, what for? I don't deserve it or I'm not worth it. Now, this is one of those things that we want to begin changing, but it's a prime example of how just substituting one thought for another, if it's not believable, is really not going to work. To tell somebody who doesn't feel like they're good enough or that they're inherently bad, you're a wonderful person, you're totally lovable, everybody in your life really values you, they're just going to look at you strangely and say, yeah, sure, right? It's not believable. But for somebody who is struggling with those thoughts, they may consider, I'm not all that bad, or I'm not always bad. Because in truth, everyone would agree that there are moments in which we are a good friend or a good partner or being a good parent, and that people do enjoy being in our company. So that better feeling thought is more believable, it is possible to think, I'm not always that bad. Now, as that person can step into this new feeling state, which feels, if you can feel into it right now, slightly and marginally better than I am a terrible human and no one loves me, I'm not all that bad now allows us to be in a new feeling state where potentially we can even consider there are times that my friends enjoy my company. This is a new feeling state now because it's completely different from the original, I'm unlovable and I'm not good enough. My friends can sometimes enjoy my company allows us to feel something different about ourselves. And if we can stay in that new thought for long enough to begin believing it, then we're allowing ourselves to have yet another positive thought that feels marginally better and believable from where we are. 
I hold value for other people now becomes a more believable thought than it would have been from the feeling state or the belief of I'm a bad human being. I use this because it's such a good example to show you how it is possible to begin changing our thoughts from the negative space to the positive, but that it is so important to do it in a believable way and that inching forward, feeling state by feeling state makes this so much more possible. Now, why is this useful in the use of anxiety? Because as you know, the vast majority of your thoughts are what is creating your anxiety. And so when you can start having control over what it is that you're thinking, then you begin taking more control over what it is that you're feeling. And it's the feeling state that generates more anxiety. So you can get yourself out of that vicious looping cycle of feeling creating thought, thought creating feeling by simply stopping the process and deciding to think something different. Now, it does take a bit of control from you and some willpower to actively stop a vicious downward spiral of thoughts, but it is entirely possible. So here's your challenge. The next time you find yourself with some anxiety-provoking thoughts, I want you to actively stop and ask yourself, in this moment, what is one thing that I can feel grateful for or that I can appreciate or that I can lean into that allows me to feel slightly better than I do right now? What is one thing that is not all that bad in my life right now? And when you can notice that one thing, you allow yourself to feel into that. And from that new feeling state, you can ask yourself again, what is one thing that is better than this, that is not as bad, that is going slightly well, something that I can feel grateful for or something that I can look forward to. And you yourself can inch yourself out of the negative feeling state and into a more positive space. Thank you for spending time with me. I look forward to catching up with you next week in our next episode. So that wraps up today's episode and I have a huge favor to ask. If you found any value in what you heard today, please be sure to leave a review. I assure you it is not to stroke my ego, although it does help me to know that you love the show, but to help the algorithms get this episode into the hands of others who might need it. Make sure you follow the Ease Anxiety podcast so that you never miss a future episode. And lastly, I really love to connect. So find me on TikTok or Instagram and be sure to say hi. All the links are found below in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in.